Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Drop Your Buffs Podcast, where we recap the strategy, social gain, and stupidity of each Survivor episode. Today, we are joined by a very special guest from season one of Survival Challenge, and now host Survival Challenge at her own property. Also, one of our longtime listeners. It's fun saying that because it's only been like two seasons. Jordan Shekowitz. Hey. Did I get that right? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I am now like. How spell it? uh, Well, I can see it on the screen, so. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to be cheating. How's it going, uh, Jordan? Good. I'm so excited to talk to you guys about the episode. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. We're excited to have you. Thanks. It's like when we see people like on, I mean, like I've been doing Zoom meetings for work and when I hang out with people, it's through Zoom. Like it's been Zoom overload, Skype overload, but still like when I see my friends, I'm like, oh my gosh, hi. (laughs) (laughs) We should explain because Jordan obviously played in the first season of Survival Challenge and we didn't play until the sixth season. Yeah. People are probably like, how do we know Jordan? Go for Uh, it. Jordan, would you like to explain how we might know you? (laughs) Yeah. um, So when I played, um, Durham Warriors Survival Challenge was in Maine. And then for the sixth season, it moved to my property in Illinois. And that was when Hannah and Dion played for our first season in Illinois. Mm -hmm. And um, it was really exciting to be on the host side of it, like Mm -hmm. the main Mm -hmm. person, um, like with the property, um, dealing with all that. And um, it was a lot of fun. And obviously, we've continued doing it since then. So my uh, first impression of you is so different from my current impression of you. (laughs) My first impression of you, I was like, oh, she's a stickler. Like, she is (laughs) Wow. I, see, I saw her socks and I was like, nah, she and I, we're going to get along. She wears, wears <laughs> knee-high, bright socks. So you're like, there's a fun side, but she was game mode. Yes. She was like, you better not talk to anybody before you're allowed to and all that That's stuff. That's because I have John Vitea telling me those things. And if mm-hmm. I don't do it right, then I get in trouble. So, <laughs> no. no and- they, they run it like a, it's a tight ship. Everybody, it's like a well-oiled oh, yeah. machine. Oh, yeah. And, um, and you know what? They're the nicest people in the world, but they want you to have the most authentic experience. So they yes. can't, they can't let it go this way or that way. Just that little bit. It's gotta, it's gotta work like a well-oiled machine. It's so, totally different seeing the like game host side and the like just person host side of like <laughs> most of the production team. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, definitely been there, been the player, and then on the other side, I'm like, oh, you smile. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> guys, they, they play wanna... it real like it's Survivor. <laughs> oh yeah, they don't give anything away. We're not allowed to kind of. It's not until the game's over or your game's over and you leave, and then people are like, oh my gosh, we loved you. I'm like, really. <laughs> okay that being said by the time you're listening to this podcast the first episode of the latest season of survival challenge is on youtube you have to do a bit of searching to find it by searching survival challenge 2019 episode one or just go to facebook survival challenge and click the link okay and, That's and Hannah, how would you, how how would you know about all of this information? What, well, what is your involvement? 
<laughs> well, I was part of the video production team. No big deal. Mm-hmm. So Jackson have, slash you went ahead and edited the whole video and put it together. You were the watch, mastermind behind that. Yeah. And I'm just like a little bit freaking out that everybody's going to hate it. And it's fine. Just kidding. Not Everybody at all. Loves it. Everybody loves it. I've already watched it and I, I loved know. it. So I had to get like, I had to get like 10 people affirm it first before I even sent it to John. Just kidding. Not 10 people. I sent it to like three people. I'm like, can you please tell me if this is good before I send it? <laughs> But anyways, okay, it's going to be great. Uh, During this quarantine, I'm going to keep on editing and just get these videos out because I'm loving every second of it. Wonderful. Um, Speaking, okay, this is like a random little tidbit of that I wanted Jordan to share because I think this is the funniest situation story. And I don't know if you could like briefly share this because when you, I I mean, I was fine that it was a long story when you shared this with me. You know I'm talking about probably. But Jordan won a trip to LA to go to a survivor finale once. And that's how she became a super fan of survivor. And it is like the craziest story ever, but I don't know if you could like briefly share it. Cause I found it so fascinating. Yeah. Um, there's basically an online, like on CBS, this like fan, like ultimate fan contest. And mm-hmm. so I, um, there are, it was mostly getting points by commenting on videos like on CBS. So I just commented on a bunch of different videos and kept getting points. And like at the, or towards the end, I was like in the top three and I was like, Oh, I could actually do this. And so, um, like I just kept working on it and like, I spent a lot of time on that website like, commenting you in college. Yes. Yeah. yeah. In college. Mm-hmm. When I was in college, I worked in a computer lab. So <laughs> I spent like 20 hours a week sitting in front of a computer. So I was like, all right, I'll have the video playing, work on my homework, come back to the video, do some commenting, like back and forth. So every week I spent mm-hmm. like a minimum of 20 hours doing this. Um, and so I ended up winning. And so I won a trip for two to LA to like, they paid for the flight. They paid for our, like a car taking Dang. us back and forth everywhere. They paid for um, everywhere. Like, like, well, like-, <laughs> like from the airport to the hotel okay. <laughs> and then to the finale and then back to the hotel and then back to the Okay. Airport. So it's not like in and out drive through. Like, taking- no, <laughs> yeah. Um, the only thing we had to pay for was our food. And, and so me and my dad went and, that's where we we actually met like a lot of survivors in the ho- like in the hotel lobby and yeah yeah it was in uh, Nicaragua that season. Oh wow! <laughs> what a season! Okay, so it's funny because I met John Bateha this season before I met him at here. Oh season. really? Yeah, Whoa. so I met him and Jen because Jen had just been um, accepted into the dream team. So oh, we were cool. speaking a lot because I was interested in submitting for the dream team. And that's yeah. how I met. I met them all at the hotel as well. So, so I feel like you had the experience the following season. I actually didn't even meet John. Like I didn't know who he was. Um, I met Bob Crowley, Bob and Peggy. And, and then um, he, he was like, oh, we spent a lot of time talking to them. And then he was like, oh, you should add me on Facebook. So I did. And then um, <laughs> on Facebook, he was like, hey, there's going to be this Survivor game on my property. If you've ever mm-hmm. wanted to play Survivor, let me know. And I was like, I have. And Why so, not? I love contests where I go random places. <laughs> yeah. And I knew so nobody going into it. Like, I didn't even know John in the beginning until I got there to play. And that was the first time I ever met him. Like him and Mike and... Steve and everybody that has been yeah, like and really since then you've played how many what? games have you played since then? I I've 
played Live survivor in, games <laughs> in four different games but one of them i've played in like i went back and played in a fans versus wow. favorites wow so i've played a total of five live games Shoo. wow that's that's well and, yeah you're you're a vet you understand it we're happy yeah. that you're behind the scenes now because you've got enough you're experience like sandra. <laughs> and we are so well i mean if sandra was providing her own island for us to play on because <laughs> You definitely are making that dream of an experience come true for so many people. So thank you so much for volunteering your space. Yeah, We have so much fun and I hope you do too. We do. We love it. All right. Enough with the sweet talk. We got to cut to the rapid fire questions. You can't <laughs> yeah, just escape from the rapid fire. Okay. Are you ready, Jordan? I'm ready. Question number one. What is your favorite season of Survivor? Heroes versus Villains. Nice. Yes. All that classic. I thought uh, it was going to be this one, but oh, like I, I love this one, but uh-huh. I don't know, just like a lot of my top favorites have gone out mm-hmm. early. Mm-hmm. Not that mm-hmm. I don't like the people that are in, but I don't know. Heroes versus villains. I just loved that one. So for now it's heroes versus villains. Yep. Okay. Yep. Can't, can't complain. Uh, what's your favorite? Who's your favorite player? Uh, this one's so tough, I know, um, right? but I think, I think that I would probably say Kelly Wentworth. Oh, um, I did not see that coming. Yeah, I like I her like, a lot. Yeah. Um, what What do you like about her? What's What's your feel on Kelly Wentworth? Um, Is it her scrappy play? Is it her sassiness? Is it everything I just said? <laughs> um, I think it's actually more... Um, so this Facebook group that I'm in, she is also... Um, in, like, she... Um, She's gotten to know that these people also have a podcast. Mm-hmm. They are, it's called Survivor Dwayne Talk with D&D. And yes. David. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so they've had her on the show a lot. And um, so I think just like listening to her, just like as a real person, um, mm-hmm. she's just really kind and friendly and like she enjoys interacting with the fans. And so I think she's because, quite engaging. Yeah. And I think yeah. like hearing all of that and just like, not that I know her, but like, I feel like I've gotten to know her a little mm-hmm. bit more like, mm-hmm. um, as a person and I really like her. So when yeah. she comes back, like, or each time she came back, then I was really excited to watch her play again. Yeah. And especially and- in game changers, the way that she yeah. was really fighting. Oh, extinction. Chances. No, uh, yeah. Game- oh, <laughs> in game yeah. changers when she was, um, Wentworth. Yeah. She was in Game Changers, right? She was in Second Chances with Jeremy. Oh, that's the one. Yep, Second Chances <laughs> is what I meant. Yes. <laughs> in Second Chances, the way that she was, like, she was on the bottom a lot, but she kept fighting, and um, mm. that was really fun to watch. Yeah, I love that it. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, all right, two more questions. Which would you rather have, big moves or being under the radar? Like, which would I rather do? Or yeah, which, which would you would... rather do? Yeah, which, yeah, if you could do one game play, what would you do? Um, probably under the radar, honestly. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then last question. <laughs> um, what is the best reward you can get on Survivor? R- which reward would you want to win? Besides the family visit, because I'm sure that's the easy answer, right? Yep. <laughs> so what, what um, else? What is something that you would, if you got on Survivor, you'd be like, man, I really hope they have this reward out here. Uh, 
I mean, I'm sure when I'm out there, it would probably be some sort of food because I'd be so hungry. But I feel like right now I want to say a tarp because when it rains, as you know, it's not fun. (laughs) Wow. That's, I'm glad you said that. I should think about that because when I was writing this question, I was like, Oh, the helicopter ride. Oh, bringing the the toys to the children. And you're like, tarp. (laughs) I mean, those things would be cool too. Yeah. I mean, those things would be cool too, but I like, I would just want to make sure that I could stay dry if it rained. Cause I know that I would. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Well, you, uh, you made it through the fire. Good job, Jordan. (laughs) We we went easy on you. (laughs) (laughs) So shall we jump into the episode? Oh yeah. I mean, look, admittedly, I only got to watch it once. I am in a couple of hours, I'll be on a plane back to Australia. So I've been packing (laughs) on my life. Unfortunately, I didn't get a rewatch in. So I'm going to let Hannah take the charge on the structure of the episode. And I'm going to chime in where I can. Yeah. I mean, like when I watched it again, when I was writing notes, I was like, oh, I forgot this happened. I forgot this happened because this episode was the Tony episode. When you leave this episode, all you're thinking about is everything Tony did. You don't remember what happens on the edge. Well, I mean, kind of. I I will say. Yeah, you know. The thing that I noticed first and foremost is we got a scene straight after Tribal Council, which we really haven't been getting at all this. No, in last episode when we had a podcast, I think we said that we wanted, we really wanted to get that kind of uh, footage. Right. We wanted the after-tribal footage. Well, the main reason we got it, obviously, is because Jeremy went back to camp. But then we also got more of it. We got so much pre-challenge uh, footage. We got so much pre-challenge footage. And um, the reason being because Tony started hunting for an idol. Yeah. So, yeah. So, well, let's talk about Jeremy going back to camp first um, and just – Seeing him at camp alone was really eerie. It was such... Because we all knew he was going home. And so now he's sitting at camp waiting for everybody to come back and we're just like, this is insane. He knew he was going home. How are they going to handle this? And they were rude to him, weren't they? When The the other alliance. Yeah, I felt so bad for him when he was like, are you not going to tell me what happened? And they're like, what what did you think was going to happen? Yeah. And that that was Tony. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so like, to see where the end episode ends, it's crazy to think that that's where it started. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this kind of bleeds into a thought I was having about, you know, how everybody was annoyed with Adam Klein. I mean, I don't know. A lot of my yeah. friends were annoyed by him. He and- redeemed himself for me by the end. I was definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's like the best redemption story ever. Adam redeeming himself for Dion. But. Um, <laughs> You know what? Jeremy is super annoyed with Ben. I think Ben mm-hmm. is the root of, of the annoyance. I think that I still love Ben. I will, I will harp that I do enjoy him. And especially there was a secret scene this week that I've watched that really endeared me to him again. But, you know, Ben is, ben is the annoying one. It's not Adam. <laughs> I agree. I think that Ben has been playing an emotional game. I've said it in a few you know, podcasts that lead up <laughs> to this episode. And I think we keep on jumping. Well, I, sorry, I keep on jumping. You know, then we cut to like the last scene at Tribal Council with Jeremy and just and Ben. Yep, exactly. So it's just like you and can Jeremy's tell so that. annoyed by him. <laughs> but yeah, but there's, it's been such an emotional game for Ben, which is the opposite of what we saw his first season. 
you know, we didn't see this jovial side to him. We didn't see him playing, oh, this person annoys me. Oh, like, we need the other. Like, it was more numbers and game. And this time, it's like he's I, – I can't help but compare him to JT because JT had a very game-oriented game with, um, with Steven the first time around. And then the second time around, he went out there and played the fool, you know, giving <laughs> idols to the wrong people and just getting caught up. And I'm wondering if Ben's – falling into that same um, archetype. Just, yeah, really just not handling his social game well. That's all I can say, you know? Well, Jordan, what was your take on him, like, his first time around? Like, are you a Ben fan? Like, what, what's your feel? Uh, I liked him more the first time around than I do now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, meh about him. Like, if he <laughs> went home, I would be completely fine with it. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. He doesn't bother me really being on the episode but i'm just like eh, ah, take, yeah, yeah. Like, just kind of yeah, forget yeah. that he's there yeah well who um, i mean sorry kind of you said that at one point didn't you you were like i forgot ben was there yeah <laughs> yeah last week i was like oh yeah and ben's here <laughs> like love him but i'm fine if he leaves i feel like he just isn't like up to the same caliber as a lot of these players are like they just mm-hmm. he just doesn't know how to play with them yeah no, absolutely. I um, agree. Who are you rooting for, Jordan? Who who's your rooting interest so far left in, in the game or on the edge, I guess, but um, no. I mean, I don't really as much as I love a lot of people on the edge, I don't want to see somebody come yeah. in and win. Yeah. So um We've already had that. We've had that story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't like I want it to be somebody that played the whole game. Um I, I don't know. I feel like I go back and forth every episode. Like before this episode, Mm -hmm. I was, I didn't also really care about Tony. And now, like after this episode, I'm a lot more like excited about Tony. Did you like Um, him his, uh, for his first season? I know Dion did not like him. um, Round one, Tony. I didn't love him. I didn't hate him, but I didn't necessarily want to see him win um mm-hmm. again like he's just is such a chaotic player and yeah. I don't I don't normally enjoy watching people like that but for mm-hmm. some reason this last episode I was like yes Tony do <laughs> I it. Know. I, it's yeah it was amazing <laughs> yeah I know. he actually played the smartest hand so like credit where credit's due because obviously you know if you're listening to this podcast, you know who goes home. And <laughs> obviously everybody just thought that Sophie was in such a good position. Like, yeah. And she was. But the problem was she made somebody who was close to her number one not feel comfortable. And that's what did her in. It only mm-hmm. took four votes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and honestly, what happened, this tribal council, the risk was their last tribal with those numbers being so distorted and there wasn't any protection there. Yeah. And that's what happened this round. Yeah. Just like that. She's out. And I feel like in so, the past, Sophie's been pretty good about try like figuring out what's going on. And even if she doesn't, mm-hmm. if nobody told her that she's still been mm-hmm. pretty good about just, um, knowing. Being perceptive. Yeah. Yeah. And somehow she totally missed it this episode. Well, to be fair, Tony really only approached Jeremy like right before they were going to go to tribal council. Oh yeah, that's that true. That is true. But you know what? So, okay, so we're kind of like jumping around, but I'm cool with it because th- okay, talking about Sophie not knowing it was coming, I wrote in my notes during tribal council, I'm like if Jeff 
keeps asking questions about a blindside, heads up, play your idol because there's gonna someone's getting blindsided. Right. You should be sitting there in tribal, like, well, I know that we're all voting for Jeremy. It's not going to be a blindside because Jeremy knew we were going to vote him out last round. I mean, he figured out. So right. this yeah. is not technically a blindside. But then you're like, oh, but maybe Jeff is wanting it to. They might make it seem like it's a. Okay, you know what? If you hear the word blindside, you play the idol. <laughs> I've learned. Another woman goes home with the idol in her pocket, and it hurts. Yeah. Wow. And it, I, I did not expect her to go home with an idol in her pocket. I really oh, thought no. that she was attached to the right people to have the information and play the idol accordingly. And you know what happens? Because she said it out loud. You know what's happening to, that night? Everybody's going yeah. idol hunting. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yes. Yes, got she, if she wouldn't have said it out loud, nobody would have known to go look for it. Mm-hmm. Only oh, Sarah. Sarah would have. Yep, only oh, Sarah. Yeah, um, that's true. So, uh, sorry, I, I think I cut you off when you were talking about who you were invested in, Jordan. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, so, like, who, who else? We got on a Tony rant. <laughs> um, I'm trying to remember who's left. Nick, I'm... So, Nick is another one that I'm kind of meh about. Evil like, Donathan vampire, you mean? Yeah, that Nick? Yeah. <laughs> um, Kim, I've gone back and forth with her. Like yeah. sometimes I really like her and sometimes I'd be fine with her getting voted out. Um, Here's where I am on Kim. Okay. We have been waiting for this Tony episode, right? We've been waiting for Tony throwing the game into a blender and going nuts and we got it we got an amazing episode of him doing that we've been waiting for the the amazing mental move that kim can do we've been waiting for her like we saw her tonight being perceptive and knowing exactly what tony was up to before you know Mm -hmm. not knowing what his vote was going to be but i'm just waiting for that kim moment to happen and i think we might get it next week oh god let it happen next (laughs) week but like that's what i'm waiting for i've been loving the kim content it's not much like it's not enough to really make you love her but like it's oh i just want to see her play she just like i I feel like she like jumps in and out like she does some really good things and then she kind of disappears again Mm -hmm. right because i mean at the start of the season she clearly was on the wrong side of the numbers playing from the bottom i will say i've enjoyed watching her more this season than her first season just to see some variety in her game um but what i find really interesting well, yeah, but also like then she gets immunity and all of a sudden feels like she's calling the shots. I'm like, this is so fascinating because it doesn't seem like an experienced player would have this like false sense of security because obviously next round you're not going to have that. Do you want right. to play that big? And I feel like Tony almost did that, you know, on both oh, yeah. occasions. Um, but I don't know that everybody else who's been winning immunity, like Denise didn't do that. You know, right. Jeremy didn't do that. I mean, Jeremy's like definitely in the conversation when he but, won the immunity he said i want to be th- i don't want to be driving this thing like that's what he said when he won right yeah so and i think that's the smarter play honestly and but it's funny what's really fascinating to me is before the merge we had a tribe of jeremy tony kim like they were all on the same tribe and they're kind of all out to get each other like there's no loyalty there for the the 2.0 like they're ready like this is not a game of tribal 
lines. That, no. That's that's not what Winners at War is. It changes every single round. It's probably more similar to Second Chances where they had voting blocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the person with the most experience with that is Jeremy, which is probably why he doesn't want to be driving anything because he realizes it can flip on a, yeah. on a moment's notice, which we saw today right. well, this episode. And right. now that you said that, Sarah Lucina played a winning game where she had a crew that stuck together. Like, yeah, she backstab people but there was like a, a legit like core group that lasted to the end so she's not she doesn't play that way she won she wanted no. sophie till the end she wanted that core group and she's mad about it when you see yeah. the scene from this episode she's mad at tony and she's been mad at tony for a few rounds now and i think <laughs> she's been keeping him close as a number and i really thought he was not going to be able to get the upper hand and he finally has which makes me wonder if he'd be willing to cut her loose or is he going to try and keep her close as a number now? Does she have anywhere else to go? Will she have to come after it? Like, what is Sarah's game now? Her number one's gone. I'm really intrigued now. Well, the thing with, like, Sarah and Tony is Tony is very hard to control and just, like, tell him what to do because he's so chaotic. And so it's hard for Sarah to try to keep him just as a number because he's not just going to be <laughs> she was trying she was yeah. trying yeah. she should have figured out how to harness that you know yeah well here's the thing we had we had a group of five vote together the vote before um technically it was a group of six because michelle ended up voting with them now that group doesn't exist anymore because that group was broken up um tony and um, oh you mean like after the sophie vote they're broken up now like they were trying to vote together again right but it didn't Mm -hmm. work i mean Mm -hmm. you've got sophie that was sophie sarah ben nick michelle and tony so yeah so tony just took out one of the numbers and then and michelle Mm -hmm. so he took two the six jumped on with the other side so what does that say for ben sarah and nick um, or is Nick going to be able to come back over with Michelle? Is um, a Sarah and Ben on the outs now? Because Sarah and Ben have kind of been close. Yeah. Every time you hear um, Tony or Jeremy say um, Sarah or Sophie, um, Tony was the one that said, you're not going to get Ben to be able to do that. And then Tony was trying to protect her, and now he ended up jumping on that plan. So it's almost like he's taking other people's plans and trying to make them his own, because this was the plan the round before. They wanted to take out one of the girls and he said no. And yeah. then he did it himself. So I'm like, wait a second. Like, are you now running the numbers? Is it just because they've got one less now because of Tyson? Like this this vote could have happened. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And we heard Tony this episode being like, Jeremy, I need to get Jeremy out of this game. I don't know if I did his voice well, but. <laughs> That was my attempt. But he said that the round before too. Like, yeah. Uh, he, and then all of a sudden he's know. like, oh, I'm going to keep Jeremy. Even after the uh, the immunity challenge, like once he won, he was saying, yeah. okay, we're going to take Jeremy out now. It's going to work. And then mm-hmm. he was like, uh, actually, I want to work. I think, he, I think he's realized he needs Jeremy around because once Jeremy's gone, he's the bigger target. Because Here's, now he's yeah. winning immunity. Kim said it herself. He won immunity. That's good for me. It puts a bigger target on his back. Here's the yeah. thing. Kim, Jeremy, and Tony should go to the end together. No one wants to take any of them. So they need to no. just take, they need to go to the end with each other. That I think Jeremy even said this episode, you can't win at the end if you don't make it to the end. Like, I don't think Tony yeah. 
I mean, and we hear Kim saying she wants to take out Jeremy. It's like, yeah, Jeremy's a big threat. You might lose to him, but you just get to the end and, and go yeah. for it. Honestly, the three of them would stand a better chance against each other because we could see each one of them go out one by one in the next three episodes. Exactly. I, I think right now, well, okay, before this episode, Sarah was probably in the best position to get to the final three, honestly. Mm -hmm. Surprisingly, considering she played such a cutthroat game her first time around, I'm shocked she's gotten as far as she has. But because she's gotten as far as she has, I wouldn't be surprised to see her at the end. It's the, um, it's the surprising characters that seem to get the target. You know, the surprising Michelle performance, the surprising Denise performance, you know, these people, like even Michelle's continuing to get votes because nobody wants Always. There's always a Michelle vote. So for me, like, yes, those three stand a better chance sitting next to each other. Would I be happy with three of them getting to the end or any of those three getting to the end? Not particularly. <laughs> <laughs> Not particularly. Like right now, when I think about the group that's left, I definitely would have to put Denise and Michelle at the top. Sophie was in there. She can't unfortunately be there anymore. But that leaves a third spot for somebody to really impress me or to somebody from the edge. <laughs> right. <laughs> I have, I noticed something really random on my rewatch that I wanted to bring up to you guys. When Sarah's talking about Tony and her confessional, she's like, Tony wants to play flashy. He wants to do this. He wants to play idols for people. He wants to, and I was like, wait, hold up. What do you mean play idols for people? Where did that come from? Did he do it in his first season or has he maybe just discussed, um, did he know? I I have a feeling that everybody in that group of five knew about Sophie's Sophie's idol and so that's what I'm that's where my theory was I was like maybe he did know about it which is another reason why he would want to vote her out but maybe he did know and maybe he was trying to tell Sarah to get Sophie to play it for somebody but it was just like that came out of nowhere because I don't think Tony played an idol for anyone in Kagayan he just always not that I remember yeah always save him maybe it's maybe she was being um you know just fancy and just being yeah like, he wants to you know well, first of all he was the one that told her not to be giving up her reward i know so yeah it was just it was like a very play. random note that i was like what do you mean playing idols for people i don't that's not the tony i know <laughs> well what what when you did say all of this it reminded me of something that we really need to discuss mm-hmm. which is his little note from the edge drop was, your buff moment <laughs> <laughs> yeah how excited was, he was uh that was incredible i was look i wasn't expecting that but like we have a group chat going while the episode is running and i posed the question prior to us seeing him read the note i was mm-hmm. like well there because everybody forgot that he got two coins two fire tokens at the last challenge so he has three in his pocket he finally got more than one he can finally go to the corner store and get something um but <laughs> He, I was like, all right, well, he's got three. I'm like, well, if they say like four, does he have to try and get some one from someone else? And everybody's like, oh, that's interesting, interesting. Forget four, they made it a six. Six, six. That that was crazy. I dropped your buff moment. <laughs> like when I saw the number six, I not only did I drop my buff, I took all my clothes off and went, I don't know anymore. I'm like, <laughs> like what is happening? <laughs> Survivor will do like, that to you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> 
like there's no peanut butter I'm just getting naked for the sake of it <laughs> it's like that was a crazy moment Thanks. for me and what was even crazier is he made it work I know I know from two different uh, like groups of people <laughs> like <laughs> not only not only from two different groups of people but he went to the 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 real alliance which didn't end up being the real alliance and said I got tokens from the other side can you help me make up the rest and they're like yeah sweet cool and yeah, you're I like, was, so go for it. about it I was surprised that he decided to go to at the time his fake alliance first because I feel mm-hmm. like you would always want to give that information to your real alliance first and then if you're yeah. stuck then you're like okay let me go to my other people and make them feel included as well. Um, I was ready for Michelle to totally burn him when she took his note. It was like, all right, I'll go tell Jeremy. I was like, stab his back, stab his back. (laughs) I had, I had the episode glitch on me and I saw her cover up by saying she has an advantage. So if she goes to the edge, she has an advantage in the challenge to come. Yeah. So that's what she said that that's what she spent her fire tokens on. Right. What I missed was his response to this. Oh, he Did believed he it, it hook, line. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, he was like, okay, oh, good. she came, she like came, um, com- she completely told me the truth and said that she has this advantage and it cost four fire tokens. Yeah, he totally. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. He, and I was so impressed with how quickly she came up with it. Oh, I know. And, yeah. I and how well she delivered it, it too. Right. And I was wondering if it's something that she had thought of prior, just never had to say out loud. But the fact that she was able to just seamlessly say, hey, actually, I don't have them anymore. I had to do some stuff, but I'll help you get some more. Like, it was just so smooth. I thought that that was a really cool scene for her in the episode because obviously she was in on the vote, thankfully. But in (laughs) terms of, like, what's going on in the episode... She didn't have much of a say in it, but we got to see her play her game, you know? And I I don't know that we're seeing everybody get to play their own games um, when you've got someone like Tony running around, just running around in that corner with a red bag for absolutely no reason. Just being completely Pure amazing. And I'm like, this is is what makes me sit there and roll my eyes about Tony because Tony is, he's he's a show pony. (laughs) Absolutely. Like, come on. He's just so Dude, like filled that. with energy. <laughs> yeah. Like, I I don't even know where he gets that energy from this far no. into the game. Just in general. <laughs> where did he get that from? <laughs> My God. Um, so he gets is... the six tokens. And he, uh, he got the other two from Nick and Ben. Nick was yep. like, yeah, I'll give you one. Ben was like, yeah, I'll give you one. So the reason... Like, here's Okay, so yeah, Dion has a confused face. Here's why I think they did it. I think that they are, as you play Survivor, you're like pretending that you're really close to people that you actually aren't ride or dies Mm. with, but you have the facade of like, yeah, me and you to the end. Yeah, let's stick together. But then when push comes to shove and Tony's like, dude, can you help me out? That You can't like be like, no, because you've been putting up this facade that you're in an alliance and you're working together. So they had to like pay up to to prove Mm. like, oh yeah, 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 I'm good with you. Here's... I trust you. And but is it worth a fire token? Should they have done it? I mean, Jeremy was in a cool spot that he could only he only had to give up one he only gave up one of his and got to keep one. Um man. Yeah, you're right though. Like what 
that's that's a hard choice to make, but they had to like like he had to give up six. Somebody else has to give up six next episode. Are they getting six? Oh my gosh, right? You know I feel was um was Nick the one who at the beginning of the season said, I think this game will come down to how you play your fire tokens? I think Yeah, I think it was yeah, Nick, Nick was one interesting. And we see him give up one. So foreshadowing. Speaking of foreshadowing, back to the edge. We hear Tyson talk about how he thinks Adam might not recover from this loss. Do you you think, what do you guys think this means? (laughs) I don't. awfully close to that flag. I, yeah, I know. And at first I was like, is Adam really going to quit this? But um I just like, can't see Adam doing it. No. So like, yeah. why was it there? Like, are we going to get an Adam breakdown in an episode? Why was that maybe, there? Maybe. Um, maybe. Like, we do have a couple episodes left. I mean, not only do we have the three-hour final episode on May 13th, but the week before that, we've got a two-hour yeah. episode. So we can assume two, at least two people go that episode. Somebody comes back in the final episode and then they get rid of, what, three people? Sheesh, I don't know. Like, you know, usually you have six and then you get rid of three. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's already seven people in the last two weeks. So you're saying there's plenty and of time for an Adam breakdown? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm honestly, I, yeah. I mean, you can totally put that in because... We could really totally imagine it happening, just the roller coaster we've been on with Adam. Yeah. But I mean, here's, okay, who do we think? I think that we've like got people like Natalie and Poverty now in a good position because they just got six tokens mm-hmm. you know, between the two of them. So if you can assume that an advance, like, you know, maybe this is um, Natalie saying, you know what, I wasted my tokens on an idol last time. I'm not yeah. going to do that this time. I'm going to put a token yeah. on each advantage, yep. three advantages. Poverty says the same thing. You know, we need three. Let's just make sure we get that done well, and we're good. Doesn't Poverty have more from her and Danny um didn't they find yeah but did they buy food? we heard that they bought food but we didn't get to oh, see it yeah that is right yeah okay. but we don't we haven't been keep, keeping track of who would you guys day. rather come back Parv or Natalie Parv. Uh, I I, no, I would say love Natalie them both but I think I really really like poverty Especially this season. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm Jordan saying, has a. How old is your daughter, Jordan? Eleven months. So I wonder if, I wonder how old Poverty's daughter is. I I want to say that she, I feel like I read somewhere that she left to go play when her she was daughter four months, was ten right? months. Oh, she was four. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, no, she was older than that. Okay. I thought she was ten months when Poverty left. Okay, so that, that would have been sense. like in March. She was 10 months. Okay. So, so she got to see her daughter before her first birthday, essentially. Because it would have she, been within yeah. like 11, 12 month break. Yeah. Yeah, it's a baby. It's a fresh baby. I know. I can't imagine having left Harper even now. Yeah. That would be so difficult for me to do. Your two greatest loves, Survivor and Harper. I know. What do I choose? Ian's there too, but you, <laughs> but you know. know what? Jeremy said it himself. He goes, I didn't want to leave because of these guys, but I had to leave because of these guys. Oh, oh. It's, yeah. It's precious. <laughs> it's so precious. Um, okay. So we talked about the edge. We well, talked I, about. I have a quick question mm-hmm. when it comes to the edge. So we've talked about not wanting to see somebody from the edge come back and win it. 
But I have a hard time believing that if Tyson comes back again, that he won't win. Like, if he can make it to the final three, coming back from the edge twice, he's spent time in the game and outside of the game. Like, a lot of time. He spent a lot less time on edge than the rest of the people. Would he have earned his win at that point, coming back twice? Man. I mean, I feel like no, just because now he's been voted out two times. And I sure. already feel like the after the first time, like, you clearly did something wrong because you got voted out. <laughs> and after being voted out twice, like, that would be my argument against Tyson if I was sitting next to him. I'd be like, he okay. got voted out not once, but two times. Like, and I've been voted out zero times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And what is this game all about? Not getting <laughs> voted out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a, it's yeah. a good defense. So when you've got a, 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 a jury of people that you've spent a lot of time with, uh-huh. like I think that's what a lot of people forget with these seasons. It's you've spent all of your time with the jury. Jury management happened from the time you were, you got to the edge from the time until the time you left the edge. Right. Um, so, and I mean, we did see that one of the um, things that you can buy with your fire tokens if you're still in the game is the ability to send a letter to the edge. So they're even encouraging people in the game to have the ability to do some jury management from inside the game to try and, I guess, even it out a little bit. So yeah. we might see people at the end um, use their fire tokens to send messages to the, the edge and be like, here's what I did, here's how, blah, 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 Whoa. just to kind of get themselves. XOXO. Yeah. I think everybody's better when they're in written form. You know, when you're put on the spot trying to say things, you can get flustered and you can get caught up. But if you are able to write something down, yeah, you know, it's all here. It's here, here you go. Literally the resume. It's true. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm intrigued to see if anybody takes that offer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so wait, challenge-wise, we... Yeah, what do you guys think about that challenge? I, okay, I didn't realize we'd seen that challenge before. That one has... I, could, I didn't remember it. I mean, like, we get those weird challenges, those weird endurance balanced challenges where you're you're always on a narrow ledge. We see all the narrow ledge challenges. I need to get a narrow it's ledge at my house cool and just practice. I was very always impressed. Always zoomed in on the toes. And then um, yeah. balancing something. But this one looked difficult, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, it's nice that it's new. And then Jeff's like, we, um, you know, the last time we played this, I was like, wait, we, we changed one. And I'm like, yeah. I tend to remember the challenges quite well. So this, I have a feeling it was one of the more recent seasons. Yeah. I completely forgot that one as well. So um, I was listening to something that said David Wright won it in Millennials versus Gen X. So it's been a while. Oh, okay. okay. Good job, David. <laughs> um so what we got in this episode and in this tribal council is exactly what everybody hated i mean the opposite of what we hated about last episode we knew who the key players were going into the vote we knew Mm -hmm. the different ways it could go and we knew who were making the decisions and mm-hmm. that is what th- that's why this episode was so good is we knew there was a decision to be made we knew it was a last minute situation but we could hear them talking when they were deciding their last minute decision and it was beautiful the payoff was wonderful and if you have not gone to see there's like a little video of 
everybody's votes. You can't hear them, unfortunately. Oh, I was trying to lip read to see what they were saying in their voting confessionals. But the very last <laughs> vote you can see is Jeremy Collins has this, he's like serious. And then in a split second, he has this huge clown face as he's holding up Sophie's name, like classic Jeremy um, right. confessional. So you guys got to go see that just for the end. And you could just, well, I will oh, say, man. cause, cause you, you have raised it to me before that, you know, people whispering and all that kind of stuff and running mm-hmm. around those for me, like this tribal council, eh, you know, Oh, I, it was a, a boring tribal council. Right. So mm-hmm. for me, it's like, I, I was also devastated because I, I was just like, I don't want Tony's plan to work really because it means Sophie goes home. I, I don't want Sophie to go home. I want Ben to go home, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that did not happen. Yeah. So for me, it was like, I was just watching impending doom and I didn't want it to Like, I thought if it works, it's great for him. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say he played a bad game. Right. He You're played right. a brilliant hand for his game. But losing for Sophie. For my people, <laughs> it's like, so I think each audience member is going to have a different takeaway from it, but I don't think anybody can say that he didn't execute a, a good plan. Mm-hmm. And I'm just intrigued that he wasn't willing to go along with the plan when it was somebody else's idea, but as soon as it became his idea, he was all for it. So that for me is a very interesting thing because that could be used against him at the final three. And, you know, to say, well, did you just not want to do it or did you just want it to be your idea? Mm -hmm. Because is that like, is that actually good gameplay or are you just trying to be that person who's like filling their resume? Like Sophie said, she goes, you don't want to be that girl who's on the debate team. Girl Scouts. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like that's kind of Tony. Yeah, you're kind of saying that Tony was padding up his resume when he didn't need to like if he did this just for the resume move like oh no yeah you could have done that last round buddy you could have got rid of her and you could have had an extra number in your pocket mm-hmm. you know it's just it didn't make sense but it's like um i don't know i just think it's very very funny jordan what do you he- think about sophie how have you felt about her game what did you think about her coming into this and what do you think uh, of- she's another one like i was fine with I wanted Tony's plan to work Mm because I was fine with seeing her go. I didn't, (laughs) she's another one that I was just kind of like, eh, about like, I'm, I was glad to see her coming back in, um, like getting another chance to play again. And like, I was Mm -hmm. excited to see if she, how she was going to play, if she was going to try to play the same way or if she was going to try to, um, do anything different, but, um, but I didn't like, I don't love her. So mm-hmm. there are other people that I like better. So I the, was fine. The, like what you shared about loving Kelly Wentworth earlier is like the reason why I love Sophie is hearing her on podcasts after her game and hearing how smart she is and how she still thinks about the game and how she thinks about the game. That has what has endeared me to her. So on both mm-hmm. watches, when I watched, um, I did get emotional two times while watching her get voted. I mean, like her going to the edge and everything. Um, so I, I hope I she's feeling feel, all the love. I felt really bad for her when she, yeah. like, she walked up and she was like, I'm sad guys. I was like, <laughs> Sophie. Well, to, to her credit and to bring Danny up, because you know how I love to just randomly bring up Danny in the podcast. Yeah. Both Danny and Sophie were two players who were in seasons where there was two returning contestants coming back to the game 
they sat next to one of those contestants and they beat them. Oh, yeah. Because so um, Danny, Danny was next Stephanie to LaGrosa. Stephanie LaGrosa. Yeah, and Sophie that. sat next to um, she she sat next to coach. So <laughs> when you have a returning player and you take them to the end, you run the risk of them looking like the better player. I mean, we saw you know uh, Boston Rob come back in as a you know one of two people and make it to the end and beat new players. But those two women were able to go up against people who had played before and they beat them. So I think yeah. they definitely had done a great job there first. Doesn't it hurt to hear her say she's a bottom tier player? It's like, no, you stop that. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I think that what, sorry, to, to go back on what you were saying earlier about Sarah talking about Tony, she also mentioned that Tony's not a good social player. And there was this big video about, um, the 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 clothing line and Sarah just being playful and all that kind of stuff. We are we are seeing much more of a social playful side to Sarah, but I thought we were getting that footage because at the end when Tony tries to get people to side with him, they're not going to go for it because they don't have that social. Yeah, dynamic. yeah. What is the payoff going to be? And he they did. So part of me is like, is this to dis- discredit Sarah rather than to discredit Tony? Because obviously we had this like parade this fashion show and then all you hear in the background is this this uh then (laughs) (laughs) i'm not just smart i'm not just funny and i'm not just pretty (laughs) i loved that part like i feel bad for the people who don't realize she was sarcastic like the people who took that serious but that would be hysterical (laughs) like oh gosh it was such a great sarcasm And I just, I just honestly thought that it was going to be, why is Tony not going to sit around and have fun with people? Why is he not going to do that? I know. When he's the one running away. Here's the thing. I honestly think that Tony's willing to do things as long as it's his idea. I've made a ladder. Let's put a ladder up against the tree and be funny. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's what it is. No, I don't want (gasps) to do it. That's what it is. I know someone who is just like that. Yeah. I, I know someone. <laughs> so it's like, so for me, it's like, I think we're getting to see his good qualities, but they're trying to say as long as it's his plan. And I think that's going to bite him in the butt at the end, honestly. Yeah. Wow. It definitely could. Um, do you guys have it any could, other drop yeah. your, drop your buff moment before we talk about scenes from next week? Mine was basically just like, kind of Tony bringing up Sophie's name, but then even more like actually being able to like pull it off. And cause Jeremy really seemed like he was, he didn't want to believe that Kim and Denise weren't with him. So just like um, in the short amount of time before mm-hmm. tribal that he was able to convince Jeremy yeah. and convince Jeremy to get Michelle on board mm-hmm. and even can like to get Nick to sw- to oh, yeah flip and do it like all of that i was just like good for you yeah that was i i was intrigued sorry to cut in um i was intrigued by now i've lost my train of thought (laughs) just that uh, yes i was intrigued by jeremy not believing that the women were flipping on him and we saw a very short clip i believe it was of denise where she said it's time like it was as simple as that you know you can only play with someone for so long yep it's it's time and unfortunately she was not on the better side of that she thought she was jumping off a sinking ship turns out she got onto a life boat and then the ship went on without her (laughs) she's like well now i'm just sitting here on my lifeboat (laughs) 
I feel like that's been Kim's whole game. Like she's on the wrong side of the numbers and she finally gets herself into the the good numbers and then they switch and then she's on the wrong side of the numbers again. And like, she keeps going into the wrong side. But yet, never voted out. Everyone else, Kim. (laughs) Have have people written down Kim's name though? Uh... I I don't think they've written her written it down she just keeps maybe at the beginning people i don't well maybe at the because v- is there anybody out there that still has like never received a vote is that is that anybody's game right now i wonder if sarah has i don't know yeah no sarah got um a vote when adam voted for her <laughs> yeah uh, what a great tribal i wish oh, that worked. speaking of kim in scenes from next week Kim has the moment at the end of the little clip of Kim tells Michelle, we have to get out Tony. And then her eye twitches. Did you guys catch that? It was no. the best part. <laughs> her like, she's staring intently at Michelle and then her eye twitches. And I'm like, ah, I love it. <laughs> I'm ready for the, for the lethal um, Kim. Like, come on, Kim. I, just, I need the women to actually do the damage because they were doing so much damage at the start of this game Mm -hmm. and it's like they're trying to sit back and this isn't to do with like men versus women it's just the female players that are playing right now have taken a step back and I need them to charge forward I need that in my life okay do you guys think that Tony recovers his relationship with Sarah or does she write him off for good in this game what do you think I don't know if she necessarily rides him off because she kind of doesn't really have much, like many places to go now. Mm-hmm. Um, or does she literally cut him off and say, I'm done with him. Yeah. I'm willing to work with whoever. I could see her doing that. Hands yeah. down. What I do mean, you think, I, Jordan? I already it. she's been, I feel like she's kind of been moving away from him and yeah. closer with Sophie. So I mean, I could see her doing that and just being like, I can't, I can't play with you. Yeah. You know what? I also have a hard time thinking about who's going to win because whoever comes back from the edge literally changes the whole dynamic of this game. I know. You know, it's like you, I literally was at a pre-party for the Survivor finale the day before it aired. I saw Chris there, didn't think anything of him. You're like, oh, that guy, that guy. The next day, he just won a million dollars. It's like, that that was when it really dawned on me that you really, like every other season, you've got this hype about going into the final episode. And I I honestly would prefer if they do the edge challenge the round before the final episode. So they might, maybe that's why it's two hours. It Maybe because be. it would be it would be nice to go into the last oh, it'd be episode so nice. knowing who has the yeah. chance. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Maybe maybe that's what they're doing. I agree. I would like that yeah. better. Let's yeah. hope because I don't. You know, I don't want to sit there like putting you know all of my hope on one of these five, uh, only to find out that oh, that's not even going to happen. Let alone have that sixth person come in to change the dynamic of the final five. Like, is it too much is on the line. I need that information a little bit sooner. Yeah. Well, and then we don't have to spend part of the finale doing the the comeback challenge and like getting yes. all the edge stuff. Like we can just move on and the finale can just be for the finale. And I think that there's honestly more that based on the fact that they're all winners, 
they're going to want to talk about their previous games. They're going to want to talk about what it means to them this time. Like there's so much more, there's, there's more content. So it really would be valuable to get, like even if the, it would be cool to have a Survivor episode with the Tribal Council, then go straight to an edge challenge, see who comes into the game, blackout. Yes. Like, that would be cool <gasps> yes. Would you uh, drop your buff and all your clothes if that happened, Dion? <laughs> Dude, I, I would have the windows open. I would like, like let the world would be on. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't. Um, but I just think that that would be an awesome moment because it gives everybody like this. Oh, it's gonna go down, like you know. Yeah. Like that oh, the hype. Oh, come on, Survivor. I know you're listening. Yeah. Just kidding. Like <laughs> I not. need everybody to see that moment that Danny gets back into the game, blackout, <laughs> final six. <laughs> blackout. <laughs> Guys, I would be so happy. I, like, a lot it, of people like, would, yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, I'm excited now. Like, not that I haven't been excited by the right. end game, but, like, we can see the end now. Like, we can see it so much closer. It feels like there's so many people still in the game, but just based off how the numbers go now, there's only so anything. many places you can hide. Anything. Right. Anything can happen. All right. Well, I should go ahead and uh, drop our handles so that Dion can get back to packing for Australia. Next episode, next, he'll be uh, recording from quarantine. Yeah. I, what's that? Two or three podcasts? I'll be in quarantine. How many, <laughs> wait, how many more episodes? Do I think we there's have? only two more, three? right? No. Well, we've got one when I'm out. So 13. Okay. Seven days before that, and then seven days before that. Yeah, only two more. I'll do two from quarantine, my own edge of extinction, and, um, and then one from Melbourne. So. The one from home. Sounds great. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you want to follow us on Instagram, our Instagram is Drop Your Buffs Podcast. Our Twitter is Drop Your Buff Pod. Dion is Dion Alexander. I am Hannah Gillia. And Jordan is on Facebook no, or something. Yep. I, only, I only have Facebook. Well, I have Twitter, but I never use it <laughs> um, but i only use facebook no instagram but you, you're also involved with the uh, survival challenge uh pages i'm assuming whether you're commenting or following along like, oh yeah people can find you there on, if they want on the yeah. survival challenge facebook group you'll see her yes. you'll yeah. see your pop up mm-hmm. and comments yep. and stuff yep talking about oh porta potties <laughs> I went for a walk today. Can you see my tan? <laughs> oh, for the vi- no. for the people listening, you are missing out on this show right now. <laughs> this is bad. This is bad. <laughs> I'm only going to get two days of summer this year, and they've already scarred me. Oh. That's okay. <laughs> well, you'll have to just come back to America for our summer. Okay, promise. Exactly. Okay, promise. Well, I'll try. I'll try my best. Oh, all right. Well, thank this you everyone for guys. listening. Um, Dion, next time we hear from you, well, you'll be I'll in Australia. Be on the other side of the world. Uh, yeah, on a different day and everything. So thank you, Jordan, so much, so much yeah. for coming on today. And thank you, you for you your know what's funny. Like, it listening didn't even feel like podcast. you were a guest. It feels like you're like you all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. Always. Of Always. Yeah. And I can't wait to uh, see you again in person. Yeah, um, I know. Talk more Survivor. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Well, everybody, have a great rest of your day in home quarantine, wherever you are. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs.
your buffs. Everybody drop your buffs.